Listen, John, you can try your best to get us to start in a professional uh-huh. manner, but Yeah, but it's not going to work. No, listen, I'm going to help Troy find his starter late. set. So it's too late. We're already live. It's fine. It's Hello, everybody. Facebook. Go to Messenger. We're live on time because of me, in spite <laughs> of uh, <laughs> in spite of everyone else not wanting to be live. It's like, no, we're doing it. We're doing it right now. That's I'm right. busy. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to spread the love of games to others. Well, I thought, isn't that what this podcast is about, though? Yes, but there's you, other. There's are other you spreading others. your love to yourself? There's other. Is that what we're doing right now? That's not the, that's not the kind of podcast. That's not self love. Not that. Not that kind of podcast. This ain't that podcast, John. This ain't that podcast. podcast. Hello and welcome to Geekscape, the home of RPG jargon and general tomfoolery. Today, we're coming to you with a regular episode. I'm your host, Zach, and i got my co-hosts, John and Troy, with me as well. Yay! Um, What's up? I'm, ta- I'm taking it back. Lolly ho, everyone. Lolly ho. Oh, man. Yeah. I knew that you were going to... I thought maybe there was enough time in between that I could, I could grapple with it before you bastardized it once again so mm. i'm taking it back all right taking it all back hello gentlemen better, better put that on your movie shirt maybe I, I will maybe, I will. maybe I, will. I will so uh we're talking about something pretty neat today yeah tell us mm-hmm. about it Zach. oh wait 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 no wait god are we there's already news. off the rails there's news mm. that we have to talk about okay just real quick i got two pieces of news one okay fire away yeah let's see one. it uh, Hasbro slash Wizards of the Coast released their earnings. Yeah, they did. One yeah, they did. was it one point one point two five million a billion billion dollars. Yeah, and that's not that's not Hasbro. That is Wizards of the Coast. Yes, it, which actually accounts for seventy two percent. Yeah, of Hasbro's total earnings. Yeah, mm. Watsy for, for last year. Watsy. You're wondering why Watsy is now its own division of Hasbro because it's pretty much Hasbro right yeah, now. Yeah, what, so what that's that's pretty Doing impressive. Really well. So that was that kind of will dovetail, I guess, into what we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Also, new, news part two: friend of the show and D and D Beyond employee and is lead designer thing? Andrew. Um is now a podcaster. <gasps> really? Yes. Oh, good for him. Art, uh, art, is he competition? Art, Do we have art, to crush him? No. The Artificer's oh, okay. Portal, Art, Artificer's Portal, I believe is the name of it. I have it somewhere, but I forgot where I put it. Um, and he and Pat, who we also know from D&D Beyond, Ooh. are the co-hosts of the show, and they will be uh, interviewing other tech creators in the gamosphere. That's cool. Ooh. Oh. Um, so I don't know. I don't know much more than that. We were supposed to talk today and he had a meeting that ran a little bit longer than he expected. But I did tell him that I would uh, shout out to, to our crew that he would be launching this uh, podcast very soon. And I will share the 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 name and links and all that good stuff when when it finally goes live but uh, mm. yeah so 
good on Andrew. He got bit by the podcast bug. And yeah. He was good at it, man. He had a lot, his, oh, man. I still say it. He had fantastic insights that uh, were absolutely yeah. intriguing and enthralling. So good for him. That's I'll, right. I'll be adding they, that to my they, podcast uh, list. Yeah, Craig, Craig says he's going to head there now because they sound a lot cooler. It's like, well, that's – I was thinking the awesome. same thing. Way to go, Troy. Uh, you yeah. scared off the last three people that were listening to the show. Well, you know, hey, what can I say? I'm, I'm going to go now. <laughs> Bye, Troy. Uh, well, what's going to be funny is that his video is going to spin all that long. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Zach, save us from ourselves. Well, yes. I was going to say, is there any other news that we should be talking about? I was going to note for our, for our Kickstarter aficionados out there that um, there's a, kind of some big news in that side of things. Um, the Ravensburger, the oh. uh, the game uh, uh, publisher, has partnered uh, along with GameFound. Um, so that's kind of cool, and it'll bring some more eyes eyeballs to the GameFound platform, uh, and it brings some more uh, clout to that platform as well. Mm-hmm. So, for them, I I'm curious to see how far that'll evolve. Um, the other thing that I was going to note um, is you mentioned a podcast new podcaster uh i met a new friend today and i'm going to plug their podcast for half a second i have not even listened to it and i'm going to plug it so be forewarned um but i was chatting with uh, sir isaac smith who has a podcast called business rpg business rpg is a business podcast for nerds that still don't know what they want to be when they grow up it is him interviewing uh folks on that run RPG businesses. And I think that's a cool idea. And I think he's got like 50 episodes. Um, so I'm going to give that a earnest go. Cause that sounds right up my alley. And I think it probably is up some of our listeners alley as, as well. Yeah. I'm going to, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. So <laughs> yeah, you and me both. Exactly. Um, so that's, that's that side of things. Um, let's dive in. Um, we've got we've got a fun topic to talk about tonight. I say fun. I'm going to be honest. I think uh, we have been kicking around this particular topic for well since the book came out, right? Mm-hmm. Since before uh, even really. Yeah, exactly. But I think it came down to yes, we're going to talk about this book, but we're also going to talk about uh, a general trend and uh, and maybe pitch it that way because I don't know that we need to do a full review of this sucker. Uh, but we're going to talk about Fizzbands tonight. And um, we'll see where that gets us. <laughs> see what kind of trouble that gets us into. <laughs> sound like, sound, Zach, you sound so dejected just by... Uh... Well, uh, <sighs> shall we dive right in? Let's, let's, let's go. It. Okay. Where, where, where do you want to where do you want to start first well i don't I'm, can i be honest with you guys sure always um with our audience too i think fizz bands like i i was an earnest consumer of every book and i think fizz bands mm-hmm. is where i fell off the wagon mm. not that i don't care about any books it's just that i think i fell off the I want 
to read or have an experience with every book that five E Watsy puts out for five E. Mm. Um, I just realized that like this book in particular and how it's presenting itself didn't really have anything like there's some cool art in here and there's some cool ideas. That's, that's definitely true, but it just didn't have anything that grabbed me. And I realized that like, maybe that was true before, but I always had a, like a need to like, well, let's go mining. <laughs> let's go, mm-hmm. let's go hunt. And this band's, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if it's cured or me of that, or it, it just, it just purged that side of it. Uh, but. All right. So the, here's the question then. Let's, let's start with that. What is it about this book that made you so unexcited about it? Yeah. And I think Troy's going to have some good stuff because uh, we've talked some about this too, but um, I'm going to have something. I'm not poking different. the bear. No, but I'm yeah, poking the bear. Right. Um, I already know, but go ahead. Well, let me say this. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to maybe take it in a slightly different direction than what you, what you know. Um, I, I was really in keyed up for a dragon book because dragons have been one of the biggest letdowns of 5e, right? Mm-hmm. They're just not like you can run a cool dragon encounter. But once you fought a dragon, you kind of fought a dragon in 5e, right? Mm-hmm. That that's the problem I have with it. Um I think the abilities that a dragon typically has are reasonable, but there's but there's no real variety. Right. And when Fizzbands came out, I said, oh, they can't really go back and do red dragons again. They could, but they're not going to. Um, or whatever colors. But they've got all these new things. They've got these gym dragons, and they've got these fairy dragons, and they've got, I don't know, a billion things. And they've got the, 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 the um, shadow dragons and things. And I was like, this is where we're going to see their dragon 2.0. Where we're gonna see like what can a dragon be that isn't the standard mold, and what if now that they've had six years under their belt at Watsy, kind of investigating how they want their system to be ran, how can we, how can they blow that up? And instead, I kind of got like they're basically the exactly the same. They mm-hmm. just have. Um, you know, they still have bite attacks. They still have claw attacks. They still have their legendary actions that are basically the same. They still have two breath weapons. Those breath weapons do basically a condition effect and a damage by and large. Um, and it's just a matter of, you know, putting all the, putting all the possible conditions and all the possible damage types into a randomizer and plucking one from each and saying, what are these going to apply to, right? I have unconscious and I have radiant damage. What type of dragon does that sound like? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's plug that in. I I could have made this book. I don't need this book. That I, From that side of it, caveat, from that side of it. And that was the side that I was most excited about was getting dragons take two. And I, I just got another iteration of dragons. Yeah, well, not even another iteration of dragons, a continuation of their current iteration of dragons. They even made great worms that, you know, yeah. more something more than the ancient mm-hmm. dragons. And it's not even it's like, OK. And the yeah. fact that they felt the need to basically reprint the basic dragon stat block over and over 
and over again for each dragon type, each age category. And it's like you ate up all of this page space giving me this the same exact crap from the last one that you could have saved and given me more more stuff, but you didn't. It's like okay, we get it. All adult all, all adult dragons can do A, B, and C. We get that. Mm-hmm. All their armor classes are in this range. We get that. Hit points in this range. We get that. Isn't that but, the kind of the modus operandi of Watsy though? That's nothing new. I mean, we've well, seen, no, we've seen just, that like the retread and the reprint of the same stuff in from well, one book to the next, as they've they they have like the the seed seed of an idea in one book that they end up fleshing out later on another in another book by and by proxy they end up just copying a bunch of crap from the previous book into a new well, book and calling it new. Yeah, but they're they're also out there, you know, saying, "Hey, we're going to redo these things. We're going to give you new stat blocks. We're going to give you this new book." And I has- like, yeah. I like, like, hey, this is, yeah. Um, I like um, some of the, like, they play around with some some interesting abilities and stuff in some of their latest books. Um, not every creature is, you know, rote, so to speak, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, it's not that they can't be innovative. They are innovative in certain, in certain things. Um, to, to like and, the minimalist extent. Well... Yeah, and, and to, to various degrees, right? But here's a great example, right? You have the metallic great worm, right? And if you look at metallic great worm, it is exactly what you just said. Uh, damage immunities. And it says, hey, if it's an acid or if it's a copper, they have acid immunity. Silver, cold. Fi- brass and gold, they have fire immunity. Bronze, lightning. It's that easy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they acknowledge that it's that easy, but at the same time, they are... They're saying, well, but you kind of want a picture of every gym dragon, don't you? And you kind of want a stat block for every iteration of gym, don't you? Again, I'm I'm over... Picture? Yes. Stat block. <laughs> and there's cool dragon... Like, like, like Elder Brain Dragon. That, that dragon cool. looks cool. Everybody loves that dragon, right? And it has some cool stuff in it. It has a, a, an interesting, weird breath attack thing that's bizarre... I mean, I I still feel like, you know, as as cool as the idea behind a lot of this stuff is, yeah, on the table, in a game, it's just not there. You know, mm-hmm. the dragons are not; they are not the uh, the alpha predator that they should be, you know, the game is called Dungeons and Dragons. These things should be just absolutely badass in every way possible. Mm-hmm. And they're just, they're just another foe to fight, you know, yeah. and, it, it, and like it, with, it, with CR, it just kind of, you know, whatever it, it, the thing that I, well, let me, let me, let me take it a step further. Cause I do know a little bit more than just about <laughs> like, like the Dragonelle is another great example. Dragonelle is this interesting mount, or quote-unquote interesting mount that they've presented where you can ride a dragon, right? That's great. Awesome. We have a dragon mount. I'm not opposed to that at all. Mm -hmm. The problem is that it is virtually identical to a griffin. Like, it is a griffin stat block with different art. Um, 
and that bothers me so much. And it's what it, it's what they have chosen to do by and large. And and what it says to me is that um, I don't think that they have I don't think that they have a formula for creating creatures. Mm. I could be I know that they say they do and they have this like high powered thing, but and maybe they do, but I don't know that they're giving that formula to the writers. <laughs> because if you go go onto D D Beyond as an example, as an exercise, go onto D D Beyond and look up wizard stat blocked in PCs or in the monster in the monster section. What you'll find is that they're all clustered around the same CRs. Mm-hmm. Then go mm-hmm. hunt for paladins. You're gonna find that they're all clustered around the same CRs. There's not a, a paladin at CR two, four, six, eight, ten. It's paladins that are at CR three, and then CR six, and then maybe at CR twelve, and they're all tight knit around that. And all their stat blocks kind of feel the same. And I think to me that's just because when they're assigning these books to people, and I, I could be completely wrong, but it feels like they dis- they assign these books to people and they task writers with, hey, write us some new monsters, give us something cool, give us something interesting, give us something that we don't have. And maybe there's a committee where they're sitting down and talking about what monsters they add in. But when it comes down to it, the person who is writing these stat blocks is either lazy or they don't have the tool set to create something wholly original. And I would prefer to say that second one. Um, I would prefer to say that they're just, they're not given a good tool set. Um, it's just like, I, I don't need a Dragonel. I have a Griffin and I can call it a Dragonel and it's exactly the same thing. Make, make this creature something that give it an ability, give it something weird, give it something funky that makes it a unique stat block for me. And yeah, so I don't know. I've, I've took, taken too much of this the stream already but that's probably all about all i'm gonna have to say about well, this okay part. so let me ask you this so monsters are only part of this i mean the beast yeah, theories is is part of it right but when you if you break it down part of it is going to be the rewrite of the the the, the history here we go right uh yep. the next bit's going to end up being the 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 rewrite of the dragonborn which is going to follow some stuff that's going to we'll kind of dip into this a little bit from future design perspective and kind of the direction that they're trying uh-huh. to go in. Uh, and then you've got the subclass options that they came in, which were, yeah. Okay. Like they're there. Very, and then there's, there's a lot of like stuff. There's some, there's some stuff about spells in there, which they're, they're, they're fine. The magic items didn't blow me away. Um, it's just like, to me, it's, it's like, we should do a book on dragons, but they didn't really know exactly what they wanted to do in the whole, like from the, from the whole, from like a holistic standpoint, from your point, like yeah. whoever it was that was, that was leading the charge on why this was a really important book as opposed to, well, it's the market is screaming for dragons. So should we should put more dragons in our books. Well, let's make a whole book about dragons and let's make sure that we use the, um, let's use the, uh, the nostalgia bug we'll, put, we'll throw phase ban in there because all the 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 deep lore nerds are going to appreciate that and they'll all salivate and we'll put a couple pictures of laurel anthalasa and kitiara and we'll mention dragon lances and drag draconians and that'll bring all the dragon lance nerds out from the the woodshed to uh mm-hmm. to drool all over that but at the same time though they they, they didn't do either they didn't do the a good how do i say this so with the stuff that was the old that they brought back into the into it, it was poorly translated, 
and the stuff that was or either that or they tried to make it new and it was boring mm, yeah um it's or they didn't really know what to do with it or they didn't understand the, the material there wasn't it didn't seem like there was a single person that took any of the older stuff and that was like really passionate about it instead it was like this very uh, dry uh, academic approach to trying to hammer something out and it was an ass- it was an assignment is what it was mm-hmm. as opposed to something that somebody was really excited then that's what the whole book feels to me and not to like i'm sure they've got incredibly talented creators and the last thing that i want to do is just sit here and pick everything apart and, and dissect it and, and crap all over somebody's work and I, i'm not i'm not going to blame the creators specifically it just doesn't it seems like you got it's the marvel it's the mcu without kevin feige saying here's how this thing needs to be built out and I'm, I'm well, seeing that a quite a bit. That's like a recurring theme with some of the, bo- the books that have come out lately and have made me unexcited about it is there's still there's no overarching vision and a really me, strong vision that's driving let me, it. Let me weld what I think Troy's about. I'm going to second guess what you're going to say here. But um, I think that there is a vision on display here. I think so. Oh, I, OK. I, so hopefully I think we're on the same track here, Troy. I think um, we are. I think we are. I think the vision that is on display here is that we want to generalize the idea of dragons and kind of spread it out across all of our, our sure. worlds. And we want to then, once they're all generalized, we want to compile, assimilate. Um, and that's why we don't see anything weird or wonky. That's why they're not coming at us with anything new in that regard. That's why your, your beloved Dragonlance draconians are kind of sterilized. Um, All of it is, I think this book is meant to be completely. um, I was going to use a harsh word, but I won't. I, I was, I think it's meant to be plug-inable in anything. Vanilla. Yes. Vanilla. Yeah. That's Craig's, the right Craig's word. Says, for it. Right. It's like, it was, it's like, it's like, it's they, I get what you're saying. They want it really homogenous. I get what you're saying. And that, that is a vision, I guess. That's kind of like a, but it's a really boring that's, one. That's, that's, that's close and, and, to where I was thinking. So, but I, but I hear what you're saying though, Zach, in that, yes, that I, I, I hear what you're saying. And I, I, I agree that that's probably the direction that they're trying to go in, but it was, it was not exciting. It was like there was it was a really boring. It was it was as flat and as neutral. It was instead of vanilla, what we actually got were like saltine crackers. You Without know, the salt, <laughs> just flatbread. You didn't get any salt. It just I, I mean that's and but that's what happens when in any any um, material that you, when you try to genericize <laughs> it, you over genericize it. It becomes over processed and it becomes so bland. Because you're trying to like, is it, you can't make it too flavorful, because then it would fit into a specific mold, and then it's not going to be you're not going to be able to push it into every single mold and get it close enough. You know, it's like you should be able to like the corners are so soft on the square that you can chew them off pretty easily and cram them into a round peg and a round hole. You know, is what it feels like this was made to do. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Troy. What was your take on it then? Okay, my biggest beef with the whole book, you know, I don't care about. The, the wimpy dragons, the, the draconians, the dragonelles, all that stuff, you know, whatever, whatever. I kind of feel like monsters in D- from Wasi here lately, they're just filling space. They, there's nothing really new under the sun. They haven't really come up with anything cool and challenging. 
the design, like the stat block design, I, I, I like, you know, being able to take some of the different abilities and putting them directly in the action section so that you don't have to flip around and find spells and things like that. But the, the, my biggest beef with this whole book is for some reason, somebody at Wasi said, hey, we have all of these unique, cool, vibrant worlds out there. We need to make them all part of the same multiverse. We need to marvelize D&D, which includes every every setting we've ever made during Watsi and TSR, and every setting you have come up with is now part of this huge multiverse with this idiotic idea that these super powerful great worms have an an instance of themselves across all the worlds. And mm-hmm. that's why they're so great. Not only the dragons, but the dungeons too. There's some kind of a weird, you know, they, they live across worlds and they're, tr- they, they tried to rewrite the whole creation mythology of, of D and D to say all the D and D worlds were created thusly by these mm-hmm. progenitor dragons and this and that and the other thing. And it's like, you know what? The, the whole, the whole idea that they've, that they've spit out is a really cool idea. If that is where you're starting from for a new setting for something new that has nothing to do with any world that has already came before Faerun, Greyhawk, mm. Dark Sun, Dragonlance, any of that stuff. It's actually, really a really cool idea to think in that kind of like what bear droid said jet lee's the one that's what they're doing with that mm-hmm. you know you you've got uh Clouth is on Faerun, is on crin is on athos is on whatever but it makes no sense for the current for the worlds that have already already been done mm-hmm. it you're you're, you're they're ham fisting this stupid ass mythology rewrite that doesn't need to be done it doesn't fix anything it doesn't make anything cooler it's just it's just dumb i guess that's maybe that like to your point maybe that's one of the things that i think maybe like is a burr in my saddle is i don't understand aside from like what's the impetus to it like what purpose does it serve to rewrite the mythology i don't i don't understand like what's what the driver actually is are they if they wanted to create like an mcu they already did that it's called Spelljammer. everything's Mm -hmm. bound together by 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 well i mean well but that's not mc that's not what they mean by the mcu what they mean by the mcu is my faerun campaign exists in a multiverse next to Zach's Faerun campaign, mm-hmm. next to your Faerun campaign. So there's all of these, you know, multiversal instances. Yeah. And that's why they're, you know, while well, Drift in my campaign world got killed by icing death, you know, whatever. <laughs> but. And that's it, fine. But like, it, but I guess that I'm still. I don't can, need a book to tell me that. I don't need a right, book to tell me I still don't understand that. why, like, why does it need to cohese like that? You know, like it, it, it's, well, it goes without saying, like there can be one, one timeline, what like yeah. Earth, like like D and D Prime, call it that, right? Yeah. Like I don't, I don't think we really need like my stupid homebrew D and D game does not oh. need to couple at all with the main with the main thread, does it? 
I think that's so, what I'm confused by. Like, what's the me, decision making on it? Even the I, that that concept of of having this these dragons that span different worlds and different instances of, of themselves, and not just on different Faerun's, but on all worlds, makes no sense. And like, you've got these, you've already got these settings that have already been done, and there's already a massive amounts of backstory to them that don't have this as their creation mythos mm-hmm. and you know all you have to do is look to dark sun to see that this absolutely falls apart 100 percent because <laughs> there's only one dragon on athos and he's not mm-hmm. actually a, a dragon he is a an ascended sorcerer king mm-hmm. so there are no red dragons there are no silver dragons there's no there can be no clouth on athos so you've suddenly painted yourself into a corner with this thought process. And I guess, you know, the easy way for them to say is like, ah, we just won't do dark sun or oh, we, may, we may very well still not, still get that wish, yeah, you, still, you know? It, so, well, but to me, it's a, it's a pointless step there. There was nothing gained from it. That's it. That's the, that's, that's the statement right there. I don't really care about all of it being, your world and my world being in a multiverse. Cool. Whatever. Right. Like it doesn't hurt me. doesn't hurt. Like I'm flexible (laughs) when it comes to that. But here's the problem is then you take that design philosophy of it all applies to everything. Mm -hmm. I was just talking, I'm going to plug another podcast here. I was just talking to the crew over at blank scenario. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about Morkborg and I said, I was pretty proud of this in the moment. I don't know. It probably will sound out dumb now coming out of my mouth. But I said, the cool thing about Morkborg is that it lets you play with a new word palette. Right? Um, we get a, we get to use these these macabre, grotesque, profane, disturbing words and descriptions that we don't get to use in D&D on the regular. Right? And that's part of the appeal is we get this new palette and that's like the system isn't going to keep anybody in Morkborg long term. It's going to be this palette that they actually really found they enjoy. Right. When you have a universe that is, that is all encompassing. And then you write a book like Fizzbands, which is written so that it can apply equally to all of these worlds. You are painting with a very pale palette. Yes. Um, and, that's the part that I think we're lacking is that like, I know John has been hankering for a Dragonlance setting guide. Right. And he, mm-hmm. he, he wants the setting guide, but he, what's going to inspire him is turning to those back pages and reading about those NPCs and those named dragons of dragon. I'm, I'm bullshitting here. I don't even know if there are dragons. You're fine. Um, <laughs> uh, but there are, there are no dragons in Dragonlance. There are no dragons. Okay, in dragons. got it. Good. There's actually okay. not even a, dra- a lance in there. They just it's like it's, a stick. it's like World War Z. Got it. You know, it's like it has nothing to do with the New book. World, it's just a yeah. Got it. Zombies. Okay. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yep. Um, but but you want to flip back there and you want to read interesting lore and you want to have these abilities that are tied to different factions and you want to like you want to walk out of that bestiary being like I have ideas about how to tell a story in Dragonlance, mm-hmm. right? Because the flavor was there, it's this other, it's this new, it, it, it's this new palette. It's it, an, a setting's ideal purpose 
is to allow us to use different tools or to look at the tools that we already have in a different light, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the opposite of that. And by default, it's uninspiring, mm-hmm. right? Um, because it's never going to be specific. It's never going to be uh, uh, personalized. Um, and all that is going to be scrubbed down to the base formula. Um, so I, that that kind of uh, uh, dovetails a little bit with what you were saying there, um, uh, Troy, as far as as far as the world. But I think that it 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 they they ruin mm, ruin strong word. They but probably applicable. Water they, down. They stumble even on that in this generalized idea. Then when they move into the next section of this little uh, part one that you have, the elegy of the firstborn of the first world, the very end they have a section called dragons and dungeons, which basically states, I, I don't, I'll just, is it all right if I just read this too? Yeah, read it out loud. I'm about to read, I've, got, I've got another thing I'm about to read out loud anyway, so yeah, go so for it. It's, it's audible. A, yeah, so I think this is the weirdest part of all of this, and it really, I think, I don't know, anyway, we'll just read it. Dragons and Dungeons, just as an individual just as individual dragons have echoes across the multiple worlds of the material plane, some places of tremendous power that have connections to dragons resonate across the plane. Dungeons such as the Sun Sunless Citadel, Dragon Mountain, and the ruined city of Zach Saroth uh, manifest in various ways across multiple worlds. Similarly, the power of mighty dragon slayers often resonates around the sites that they build or inhabit. The Tomb of Horrors is one such site, crafted by the Lich Aserak, whose uncountable evils include slaughtering metallic dragons for the magic of their blood. This is frustrating because, on one hand, they're they're presenting this very general idea. On the other hand, they're saying everyone's universe is part of the same universe but then there also this implication that there are these entities both dragons and dragon slayers who create these prominent dungeons which which these prominent places of adventure for characters across all the realms and these are specific we have names for these things right mm-hmm. so if we can have a name like Aserak, or we can have a name like the Tome of Horrors, and that's not genericized out the wazoo, then we can also have draconians that feel like uh, Dragonlance draconians. Mm-hmm. And we can have uh, uh, types of creatures that are very specific to a setting and not have to worry about it because they're they're giving us the, the, the framework right over here. I, I don't know. I just... It, it also bothers me that now we're stating that any important dungeon was either by a by a dragon or by a dragon slayer and then to say well a serac is really a dragon slayer yeah, i understand it, that i understand they're saying oh well he killed metallic dragons for their blood i don't remember that story maybe that's yeah. a story that grandma didn't tell me that one <laughs> yeah. so i think the most time that i spent in this book is in, is in this section that i because that's i i went through it pretty exhaustively for for another front of the show that I did with uh, with Jenny for Baldwin. Mm. And so this is where I kind of stuck on it because it was the most, I don't know, to me it felt like it was the most impactful part of it. There, a lot of this stuff is stuff that could be retconned. It could be repackaged later at a later date in Draconomicon 2 or 
whatever, right? But yeah. a lot of the the mythology that they're trying to the precedent is what I'm getting at that they're yeah. setting with it is the the mythology, which is I'm I'm, a, I'm big on mythologies. That's why one of the reasons why I love D and D in the first place is because of mythology and the mythology mythologies at my table versus what's kind of like the the main thread. So I say all that to say this that um. I'll do like a quick rundown, right? So in the the beginning, they said that there's the first world that was created by Bahamut and Tiamat. They were partners in creation, right? So the ultimate good dragon, the ultimate evil evil dragon were actually in were, were cohorts to one another. Yeah. Um, they are retconning by saying that Bahamut and uh, Tiamat created the first uh, gem dragon, which is our Sardior, I think, uh, becomes their third partner in creation. And then the gods from the outer planes invade the first world and the three dragons defend the, th- the first world. Ba- Bahamut, Bahamut dies. The gem dragon Sardior, or Sarador, excuse me, flees. Tiamat is imprisoned. The gods uh, come in with their followers. They colonize the first world. Bahamut tries to uh, uh, make peace from the invading gods. And he, he tries to get Tiamat's freedom. Uh, Tiamat breaks free. There's a big dragon war against the invaders. The first world is destroyed in the, in the Titanic struggle between the gods and the dragons. The fragments of the first world are the seeds of the worlds of all these other worlds. So some, uh, the, uh, let's see, like, uh, um, Kryn, um, forgotten realms, forgotten realms. Greyhawk. Yeah. Sunless Citadel or not Sunless Citadel, but, uh, uh, what is it? Arth- uh, Athos for, uh, Arthas, for Dark Sun. Yeah. Or, or if- yeah, so all of the worlds are actually fragments that are that are seeds from that first world, and the consciousness of the gemstone dragon uh, Sarador is scattered among all of the fragments. Now, never was before. No, no mention of it in, in any of the previous mythology whatsoever. No indication of it in any of it, but except for now, maybe you can make the the argument that like psionics are parts of the. It's like a an excuse to use that, right? So here's where it gets interesting, though. So the elegy I'm reading from the book also um, suggests a number of truths. Uh, let's see, where's it at? Uh, they are, dragons are the living embodiments of primordial energy of the first world, which now flows through the material plane, and they are thus inexorably, inextricably linked to the magic of that plane, um, et cetera, et cetera. Let's see. Where's it at? Um do, 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 sorry. Dragons populated the first world for the time of its creation, and a variety of peoples came to live in the first world after the gods made war. So the whole thing, the whole mythology, the re, the retcon of the mythology now, is that ev- the the origin point of the Big Bang essentially in Dungeons and Dragons was the first world, and then and that makes then now dragons are the central protagonists in that in that fight, and that everything else is like colonization and invasion. And then fighting, fighting back against the colonization and destruction of the world. That's where everything comes from. So that's why there's like this, everything that's different in each one of the worlds, but but kind of the same is because of that first seeding that actually happened in the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's at least what they're, they're coming up with. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's. And not only, not only do the, those chunks of that, of the first world are the seeds for the published settings. Mm-hmm but those chunks are also the seeds for the world that you may have created yes. your homebrew. Mm-hmm. And bear droid, again, bear droid, you are on fire tonight because this, I think this is the third or fourth time that you've said something that is like dead nuts. Correct. 
they're disempowering DMs with this garbage. Now, and I understand. I listen to Mike Shea. I love what he says. Don't let Watsy dictate your enjoyment of this game. (laughs) Because once you buy the book, the book is yours. You can do whatever you want to with it. And I totally agree with that. My issue with this whole thing is the hubris of them doing it in the first place. The fact that they're saying, oh, yes, even your worlds are part of this. Well, no, and the hell even, they're not. Uh, well, they say it even in the even in this chapter, which I'm not going to go like read everything verbatim. But they even say that room is given to consider the new mythology as an interpretive myth. Yes. Rather than as a historical record. Yes, yeah, exactly. Where gonna, says that, but they're right? also they've also already said that this is the story that they're going to be continue to build from. They've also said that it's nothing like, that's ever been written before in any of the other books is canon for Dungeons and Dragons. Everything that's in the hardback books that have mechanical stuff tied to them, that's Dungeons and Dragons. Everything else is like what is the extended universe stuff? Extended, yeah, the may or may not even be like well, a dra- like the original Dragonlance Chron- Chronicles, the original, yeah. uh, uh, the original of uh, Forgotten Realm stuff, all of R.A. Salvatore stuff. That that's what it's up on the block because none of that is considered canon anymore, and they're treating they're treating the their own canon as non-canon. I, I think that. I think that for me, and I, I probably am uh, running out of steam on my end. You guys can keep. Uh, 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 carrying the torch, um, but and but I would don't forget yeah, the exactly. I think the thing that bothers me is like I don't mind if a company wants to rewrite their canon. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I I really 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 I, I encourage them to do it every once in a while actually, because mm-hmm. um, sometimes it gets cumbersome. The problem that I the thing that I don't like is you know what Troy's saying is they're committing to this being their way forward. Well, don't be mealy mouth then with. Well, like like John said, this idea of like, well, maybe this is just interpretation. Yeah. Maybe this is history. Like, say, this is what we're doing going forward in your book, right? Um, because now, when you when you make a statement like that, then we can hold your you to it in the next book, right? And the next book, and the next book, and the next book. Um, when you are mealy mouth like this and like, well, maybe it's this or maybe it's this. And we'll say on the side over here, uh, in a Twitch and a Twitter feed that, that it's, this is our way forward, but we're not going to put it in a book. Then when you come out with the next book, whatever your writers crank out, if it aligns to this, great. If it doesn't align to it, you could say, well, we did say it was interpretive and that just becomes, yeah, I, it, I agree with you. And, you know, it's good when people do it every once in a while, you know, yeah. when, when companies do it, but not Watsy because <laughs> it's a different animal. If, if say Zweihander did it and we talked about them earlier, if, if they rewrote their mythology, that's fine. Why? Because it's one world. It's one setting. It's one entity. Mm-hmm. Watsy has all of these other published settings now that already came with creation myths and yeah. through lines and its own thing. Because now, if if all of this stuff exists across all worlds, sorry, John, why do I care about Dragonlance now? 
Why do I care about Eberron? Why do I care about anything? It's all the same generic vanilla world with different colored sprinkles on it to give it a different name. <laughs> There's nothing. It's like, so, you know, Ver- Verminard is just some some dude writing some dragon that actually exists on every other world out there. You know, it's just kind of like, meh. Make it unique. Make it different. The, the 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 thing that was cool about Draconians is because they o- were only found on Kryn. That was what was that's one of the things that made Kryn cool. Just like Warforged, you only find Warforged on Eberron. Mm-hmm. But now what you're telling me is it's everything is just well, all of our published settings are the same setting, just with different names. And, you know, it's okay if, if a person homebrews and they, they pull dra- Draconians in for their homebrew and they pull Warforged in be- for their homebrew because that's their creation. Yeah. That's their unique thing. But now they're taking a unique thing and making it, nope, it's the same everywhere. <laughs> and it's just kind of, no, it's 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 cumbersome. There's no point to it. And yeah, I just think I, 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 I don't know why it upsets me so much. Cause you know, I, I guess I sound like a, a grognard saying you can't mess with my mythology. And it's really not that it's to me, it's the idea of why did you do it in the first place? What is your point? Because it doesn't add any value to any setting that you currently have now or that you're going to produce in the future. So there, there are a couple of things that, that this reminds me of. Me, I love movies, and this what this sounds like to me is uh, the suits in, in the studio, the studio execs that are trying to hit every single demographic in order to make a blockbuster. And mm-hmm. what you end up having is you have a camel at the end of the day, which is an animal that was designed by committee, right? You've got, and it's it looks weird and it's maybe it's functional. Maybe it's not. That's arguable. It kind of depends, but it's only like situationally functional, you know, like it only works in certain particular streams of use. But, um, but that's essentially what you see here is you've got there. It's, this is almost like the, the uh, like DC where they're trying with the DCU, you know, they tried bringing in Snyder and having him run it. That didn't work out. And so now it's just like this haphazard mishmash of crap that doesn't, that is, is some of it's really, really interesting. And I'm not like some of this that, that comes from this may be really interesting. There are actually some, like you said, there are really interesting thoughts and ideas that are in this book. There's, this could be a really great book. And I'm sure that like, there are very talented people that are, mm-hmm. that are writing in it, but what they've done through this book is that they've not only have they made Dungeons and Dragons vanilla, they've made everything vanilla. Yes. And that's, yes. that's a bummer because not only just for like, I'm not even sitting here trying to hold the torch for Dragonlance in the slightest because my games are not going to change at all at my damn table. Right, yeah. I don't care. It, this has no effect on me. I'll run them however I want to. Then that's fine. Yeah. And they may, that may be the auspice that the designers at Watsi are going under is like for that new players, a, whenever they come in. Like, that is a bad auspice. Let me, let me, let me jump in here. Oh, hit it. Your, your default statement should, should not be, your default statement should not be, well, if you don't like it, you can run it however you want at your own table. Mm-hmm. That, that is, is. A, that is such a, it's, it's, 
yep. make something that we want to run at the no, table. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Well, hang on. How about this? You don't have to run everything in it. It maybe is what they're what they're thinking. Or would no, you? No, pre- you're right. That's what that's their. You know, if you walked up to one of the the writers of this book today and said, mm-hmm. "Man, this I hate the fact that you did this." You know, my campaign. This my campaign. Hopefully, you don't that, do blah, this. Blah, blah, by blah. the way, hopefully don't don't yeah, do don't that. Do this. Yeah, don't be do nice this. to the to the to the, to the writers artists that worked on this book. Be cool. And then and then they're going to look at you and they're going to say the, exactly that. Well, you know, if you don't like what we put in the book, you don't have to play it that way. Well, I would much rather have. I know it pisses me off whenever that happens to any of the fandoms that I'm into with movies. That's for sure. Whenever, like they with Ghostbusters 2016 as a prime example of, I, I didn't like it because it was a terrible movie. Yeah, not had nothing to do with any of the reasons why anybody told me I didn't like it, but I just it was like a it was just wasn't funny and it mm-hmm. it wasn't good and I and it, it could have been I, I like so it. awesome. Yeah, but and, but that's the that's the kind of the response that was, was given, right? Yeah. Is instead either either you're a bad person because you don't like it, uh, or um, if you don't like it, that's fine. Go back and watch the 1984 yeah. Ghostbusters uh, on repeat, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, or some of it oh. was good. Oh. Or episode two, right? Of, of uh, Star Wars, dude, you should watch it just for the the Yoda fight scene. No, nah. no, it's still I a bad it, movie. Just the Yoda fight scene does not does not salvage that heap. Sorry, doesn't work for me. No, I, 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 I love this idea. If they gave it its own setting and said, "Okay, in this multiverse, all the other settings are over here and away from it," but in this multiverse, because then they could put really cool things in it where the heroes. You know your player characters. Uh, the, the premise would be you're found by some powerful entity that shares with you the knowledge that you know across all of these all of the vast numbers of worlds out there, there are echoes of you and there are echoes of these horrible dragons and things that are gaining power. You mm-hmm. have to stop the Jet Li dragon from becoming the one. <laughs> so here is here's the magic hula hoop use it bounce from world to world there's going to be some differences so be ready mm-hmm. now that's a that's a cool and a fun setting mm-hmm. and it fits with this whole you know the, the two progenitor dragons and the world blowing up and blah 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 that sounds awesome mm-hmm. but it does not you 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 hurt the idea by trying to ham fist it into these existing settings already. Yep. That were already there, they were already fine, they don't need this extra yep. stuff. Yep. Is there anything else that we're missing as part of this uh, discussion before we wrap yes, up? Yes, let's talk about the Dragonlance crap in it. Uh, let's do fact, it right now. The fact right now. I've held my tongue as long Band, as I can. The fact that Fizzban looks like Tommy Chong is amazing. He looks baked as hell in he that does. picture. And Look, you know man, he is. You know my, my first, totally Whenever I first ripped. cracked the book open, that's the like the first thing that I saw <laughs> that just I laughed my ass off over. But I mean like I get that they needed to make him look different. It doesn't that doesn't bother me at all. I'm actually okay with them redesigning him from what he is in the books because he looks like Gandalf, Elminster, every old long white bearded dude with and, robes and, and a like pointy hat. Chunk. Literally a pointy hat. He's got a pointy hat like Gandalf for Pete's sake. So what do they do? 
they make him look super, super stoned. That's that's the distinguisher. He's got the canary, which that's legit. Uh, but because uh, uh, Fizban had the gold dragon canary, right? But like, oh my god. Uh, so that, yeah, so that that's whatever that I, that is what it is. I want to see the scene in the in the in the Joe uh, Manganiello uh, Dragonlance movie. I want to see the scene where Tass is knocking on the door. It says, "Fizzban, let me in." It's Tass, and Fizzban yeah. goes, "Tass ain't here, man." No, it's me. It's Tass. Tass ain't here, man. He really does look like Tommy Chong, man. I can never unsee it. I can never unsee it. Uh, Okay, let's see what else. Uh, Really quick. So Dragon Lances, meh. Dragon Lances are like plus three, and they do a little extra damage to dragons, which, I mean, that that tracks, I guess, but it's just really boring (laughs) for for me. That's really flat. It falls flat. And then um, Draconians. This is is what Zach would have made a Dragon Lance uh, be if if Zach were writing a Dragon Lance. (laughs) Is that was that what lance, you're, are you putting words in my mouth? It's it's a lance that it's a, it's hurts lance. dragons. It hurts dragons, I guess. It's fine, you know. And uh, then the draconians. But, but but John, okay, yeah, so see, okay, yeah, yeah. I'll put you on the spot here. Mm-hmm. Um, what should it have been? Uh, that I'll have to save. No. Oh. No. no. That see, this is this is the reality this that we're exactly dealing with it. here, people. Is that. John is a person who likes to complain about other people's work, but when the rubber didn't have absolutely wrote, no solutions, is that what yeah, I'm being accused that's of? Right. That's what I'm yeah. hearing. Yeah. No, no I've, I've actually thought about it uh, between uh, Jeremy and I, our buddy Jeremy Arnold and I. He's a like, I like Dragonlance. Jeremy really likes Dragonlance. He's one of those that would probably yell at me for getting stuff wrong. Mm. For, like, legit. I, I mean, I like it from a nostalgia point more than anything else, but uh, we talked about that, about Dragonlances before. And there are actually two different kinds of lances that you would have. You'd have a lesser lance and you'd have the greater lance. You'd have a footman and, and within those, you'd have a footman, footman's lance and then you'd have a rider's lance. Yep. That would do, they would do different base damage physically, right? And then they would have different bonuses. Like a lesser lance would probably be like a plus two versus a greater lance, which would be a, a plus three on your attack and damage. You would have the, um, does additional damage, like probably necrotic damage or radiant damage to a dragon, dependent upon, uh, mm-hmm. that type, but you would also have stuff in there because, like, if you go old school, if you go that route, there is a like Constitution save versus death for a dragon. Whenever they if they get struck by a dragon lance, they used to yeah. like. I remember playing the old gold box games. There was like a chance versus dying that every single dragon would would take. Hang on a moment. Time. That's like like I would sign up for that all day. Now I'm not saying that. I like if this if this was a if this was a um. Uh, 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 Look at Bear Droid out here. He's dropping the dragon silver. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like that. Look at that. Boom. Yep. So what I would love, he's on. Yeah, now love we're talking about creation, okay? The difference between lesser okay, I could go on this all day long. Lesser dragon lances versus greater. It depend is dependent upon which combination of the dragon silver that you gotta have that, period, from the dragon mount. But if lesser dragon lances only have either the 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 arm of Ergoth being uh-huh. used to make them, or the hammer of Karas, but the greater dragon lances have to have both and the silver drag, the uh, dragon silver in order to f- manufacture the lances. John, I can, I can can't have one without the other. I can't have one. It's like peanut butter and chocolate, baby. <laughs> I appreciate you, uh, you, you diving in there because uh, as much as I wanted to put you on the spot, it also illustrates, goes back and illustrates the point. That is way more interesting than dragon lance plus three against dragons, which is, which yeah. that's pretty much what you got out of it. 
Which sure. and, and, and that's they may where have... we go back to generalized can never inspire in the way that Specific, when you really yeah. like, like well, dive down deep. I mean that's well, one of the, it, that's one of the primary rules of D and D. Specific beasts general. Yeah. And they're going well, against but, their own prime directive. But hang you know, on a second. They're making so everything general. You make you make a point though <laughs> to where they could they can break their own rules by going they, this book is the general. The specific is the actual setting. So if and or when, you know, Paladine willing, if if they make a Dragonlance book, a source book Project for 5D, Fingers. then I expect them to expand on like I, oh, I expect so to see the Dragonlances again. So you're right? so you're going to you're saying that oh they're going to make a Dragonlance book, but they're going to say oh, but this is outside of our dumbass dragon mythology. This, <laughs> this is, is the it's, real well, Dragonlance. Well, I, I see what you over here. You're saying like maybe in in the Dragonlance version of a Dragonlance, um, the lances say you know if this is a small sized dragon, it must make a DC twenty Constitution saver or whatever. If this is a right? whatever yeah. medium size it you know and and actually has a some more Dragonlance lore components to That's it. That's what I'm getting. It, at. And you, you can know. do the same. You can make the same argument across the board because what they're trying to get at, and this is where I'm gonna. I'm going to be an apologist slightly for the folks that worked on this because, again, I don't want to dump on the work that they did yep. with all yep. this, right? Yep. I I wonder if there's an interpretive if we're if we were interpreting what their intent was uh, uh, against what what their actual interpretation of what they were trying to do versus what we're seeing it as are two different things because if it's a seed of the like an echo of the first world type thing, whatever the seed was, whatever it created was something that was more specific than what the general actually was. Right. So that's why you can still have like this echo of Bahamut and Takesis. It kind of grew out like in, in in Kryn, it was different, right? Like this, the, the echo of that original interaction with them did this thing instead. And that's the specific is in that world. And then that way that world can be, that's the specific that beats the general. And that's that is the exception as opposed or the outlier as opposed to the actual baseline mythology. You know what I mean? That's why like Paladine and Takesis are not Bahamut and uh 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 shit. Oh my god. You're the worst. I am. <clears throat> Tiamat. There it is. Holy moly, that took forever. I'm sorry. It's it's I think I had a minor stroke. I think you did. You smoked that's what that was. <laughs> Sorry. But that's uh, what I'm getting at, though. It's like, I think what they can still say is, look, this is the the baseline where things, if you want to be able to, or where, like, where they want to be able to kind of like have parts of other settings invade or like they want to start introducing Dragonborn into Athas, right, in Dark Sun or something like that. This is how they can do. I'm not saying that they do it, but I'm saying if they want to do that, this is their there's their excuse for having that wedge in the door to excuse it, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe. But at the same time, they can still get like, but Dark Sun can still be Dark Sun. It can still be exactly the same. None of that actually. None of Dark Sun's mythology changes. The mythology that what that. Seeded gave that myth- that mythology the seed it, the, that goes back further is the only thing that changes. Yeah, I don't know. I mm-hmm. I I would have to see what they're going to do with it. But again, oh yeah, go ahead. Ask. Yes, of course. Ask of course away, please. Ask. Amy Chibi. Amy Chibi. Amy Chibi. 
Um, ask away. <clears throat> I, I I just kind of feel like while 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 that question is being typed, um, I just kind of feel like that this this Fizz Band's book and probably the the Morden Kanan's Monsters of the Multiverse are pushing me more and more to want to look at third-party content for D&D to give me monsters that do unique and challenging things and not just rehashing of the same old stuff. Oh, here it is. Let's have a conversation about that here uh, uh, shortly. Um, uh, Shall we uh, uh, um, call it? I think think we've blogged this horse as much as we can, right? Absolutely. Before we go, I do want to go on record. I still, like, again, it's a lot like Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. I like all those parts in that book. I don't like them put together. Mm. Very much the same with fizz bands. I like mm. most. Of the, I mean, the monsters are the, having more monsters is cool. If they would do wilder and crazier, more daring things in their design, I would like them better. Mm. But the ideas are cool. I just don't like. Yeah. The 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 set dressing that they put it in. Mm-hmm. There you go. So I mean, the, the the designers have done fantastic work. It's just. When, when they put it together in the final product, it kind of like, ugh. Yeah. Well, here, let's do this. Uh, let's it, it, call Chris it. Perkins. Yeah. Let's wrap it up for this, uh, this, this slot and uh, we'll hit, hit end on the record. Thanks to all the chat people. Uh, thanks to John. Thanks to Troy. And we'll close down our recording and we'll answer this question for the live audience. So. All right. Y'all have a great game, everybody. Yep. Stay safe. Don't get too mad. (laughs) This too shall pass. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode and you want to continue the conversation with us, go ahead and head on over to our Discord. There's a link in the show notes, and you can always shoot us a message on Facebook to get a link there as well. Uh, While you're at it, if you wouldn't mind, give us a like on Facebook. Give us a subscription over here on your podcast feed. Uh, Give us a review and some stars while you're at it. That would be awesome. That's the way we get in front of more people. And if you want to watch a live show, we're live almost every Sunday and Tuesday on Twitch and YouTube. And you can find links to all of that right there in the Discord. We'll see you next time.